Welcome back to another edition of Giving the Points, our second video performance alongside with me, as always, is Mr. Osho. How are we doing this evening on this Sunday? We are doing great. You know, it is four days until a college football team determines my mood for the next four months. I can't wait. My wife's excited. She knows come Thursday night when Penn State runs out of the tunnel, she will know by 1030 what kind of mood I'm going to be in for the next uh, four months. So she's excited. And I have a feeling our season-long wagering contest, which we're going to get into later, is going to have a little bit to do with that. So it's oh, a little yes. teaser. Oh, yes. So um, I want to open up by saying that, you know, I don't wager small or large amounts, I would say, but small amounts. We are a winner this weekend on week zero. We uh, took Northwestern Moneyline, just a little four-to-one wager. And uh, one thing, you never bet against a guy named Fitzpatrick in Ireland. I'm just going to leave it right there. So uh, he was uh, the coach, obviously, for Northwestern, for those who don't know. And, um, yeah, so that was a nice little fun kind of Saturday thing to do when uh, there's nothing else going on. So it's a good thing to watch, too. Yep. I, I, I'll be honest. I did not watch a minute of it. I scoreboard watched the whole time. One more thing before we get into our list. Um, Hunter and I, uh, my 11-year-old son, for those listening, we went to – uh, friends of ours draft they have a live NFL draft and we did the big board for them and it was pretty much three hours of nonsense and uh, Hunter's first time doing it and he was done after the halfway mark so uh, that was kind really? of fun but I took him to adventure landing after that uh, blew some coin on some stuff so that's good yeah man so let's get into our list before we it's a very uh, heavy college football of course uh, wagering and informational uh show today so the list are uh, top five season predictions what we think is going to happen throughout the season so let's jump right into it let's start with um, if you have them in order your number five number five there will be no pack 10 or big 12 teams in the playoff that's my okay. number five now we're going to go back and forth or you want to go all the way through no nah, we'll go back and forth okay um this is a little odd one but i like it Iowa's defense will outscore their offense in at least two games this season. Wow. They okay. played pretty well. They turned lots of turnovers they produced. Um, Iowa's games. offense is very, uh, very stagnant at times. So I have a feeling they're going to uh, not win them some games, but just be productive for their uh, the scoreboard. You know what? If you if you push that to three, I'll take that on a, a year long bet. Hmm. How much are we thinking? Uh, I'm just thinking $10. I'll do it for five. Five. Okay. Three games, Iowa. And I'm going to have to write this down. Iowa, $5. Right. There we go. So it's okay. just to make sure our listeners know it's obviously we're going to have our side bet Saturday side wagers. We're going to do alongside our season long wagering contest. Uh, but this is a, this is a first, I think. So I like yeah. that action, man. Just a little something to grease the wheels. So what you got for your fourth? Number four, Scott Frost loses his job before the bowl season. Wow. That's a that's a that's a good that's with the first game. Now I have to ask you, did you determine this after the loss yesterday? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I watched the game and good honest he, answer. He is he has been on the, the hot seat for you know quite some time. And I kind of I kind of put it on the back burn because everybody kept saying, especially, you know, I heard Herb Street come out last week and say, uh Nebraska's going to 
compete in the West and they're going to win the West. And I was like, wow, well, you know, he's seen wow. me news more about it than I do. So right. I, I didn't put any money on that game because it's the first game of the season and it's, it's Nebraska. Yeah. I have a rule. You don't bet on Nebraska because you don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. One of the, one of my teams that I don't gamble on and they hmm. look horrible. He made really? some poor decisions in the call in the game. Yeah. Onside kicks and just stupid stuff. So he won't make I it through think- the year. I don't think I ever knew that's one of your rules. That's one of your kind of things you live by is don't bet on Nebraska. That's a good one because they're, Nebraska's, they're guard, man. Nebraska's a team. Um, Auburn's another one that I've learned not to gamble on. And, you know, we've talked about it on prior podcasts, but there's a right. few that I won't put any money on no matter what. Got it. Well, I'm going to go with number four for me. Um, the three Heisman finalists in New York in December will be Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and Caleb Williams, period. Three quarterbacks. Yes, without a doubt. Okay. And I can the see cool it. thing about this is, before we get on number three, is we're going to go back and kind of look at this after, you know, the the Heisman uh, choice, uh, the finalists are chosen, and I guess the winners. So we go back and kind of see if we were over five, if we hit all five, which I doubt. So it'd be kind of fun to go back and look at it, looking back to this uh, show. Yeah, I mean, I, I like year-long uh, things. I'm going to jump out there and I'll give you one. I'll, I'll take the field. I'll let you for a Heisman five bucks. I'll say a non quarterback will win the Heisman. Will win the Heisman. Will win the Heisman. Yes. You're giving me $5. So I'll take that bet on the board. Okay. All right. I like it. Wow. It's more action than I anticipated. Well, I mean, what what are we doing the show for? If we're what are we some, what's some calling the points for? All right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all right. So my number three, Oklahoma loses four or more games this year. Wow. Okay. I, I think they got a new coach coming in. Right. I I really think they're losing their talent. I don't care what the draft boards say. I don't care what the um, the prediction of high school players say. The recruiting rankings. Yeah. I I don't think they're going to be Oklahoma of old. I think you know, that they, they they could easily, you know, lose to Texas, Iowa mm-hmm. State. Yeah. Um, we just need more one more loss during the year, and then they lose in a bowl. So there's four right there. Wow. And for the listeners, I want to stress, and this is as honest as I can get, we do not go over these lists before the show. These are completely raw. Um, and my number three happens to be about Oklahoma, the exact opposite thought. Um, I think Brent Venables, coming from Clemson, defensive-minded coach is going to turn Oklahoma's defense around. They used to give up 30, 40 points a game, easy, with Lincoln Riley or whoever he had a uh, defensive mm-hmm. coordinator. They're going to turn them around. I'm going to say they will lead the Big 12 in total yards and points allowed per game. So that is my number three prediction That's, for the season. Okay. I, I can see them turning the defense around, but that that don't mean they're going to win games. So true, true. I, 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 I that's a good prediction. I like it. Yeah. N- number two for me. This is a doozy. Kentucky will compete for the SEC championship. I like it. I I, I don't it. think they'll win. I I think they're. I think they're a, a good quarterback away next year and another two recruiting classes. But I, but Levis, if Levis was was going to play two more years, I could I could definitely see it them winning it. Right. I think he's a great quarterback. He is from the Penn State University. Yes. Um, and Franklin got that one wrong. He picked the wrong quarterback. Right. 
he should have took Levis over Clifford, and I said that when he did it. And Levis has shown us what he can do already in the SEC, and I think they've got they get a little bit better talent. I don't think they'll win, but I think mm-hmm. you'll hear Kentucky has a chance. So that that was my number two. You know, and I'm not saying it because I am a Kentucky fan at heart uh, for all sports and uh, more so football in the last few years with um, you know the coaches come in and uh, done well for us. Uh, Stoops, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on that. Um, but yeah, when I look at the preseason odds, you know, Georgia far and away is the SEC East leader of the pack and has been for a few years now. Yeah, but I see that Kentucky is up there above Florida, which is a change of the guard, perhaps. I mean, I know it's second place in the SEC East, but it's a it's a turn for in the right direction for my cats. So, yeah, I like that. Um, my number two. Pitt transfer wide receiver Jordan Addison will lead the nation in total receiving yards and touchdowns now with USC in that explosive offense. That's my number two. I'll take that bet. I'll take five on that. For both. It has to be both or just either of those. What, most receiving yards? Well, I said receiving yards and receiving touchdowns. I'll take I'll take uh, either one. Okay. Let, I don't think he my- does either. Okay, then that's that's the bet. If he does one of them, yeah, then I, I don't wouldn't... think he does either. And I and okay. tell you why. I, I like the prediction. I like where your head's at. But there, some guy from North Dakota State is just going to light it up, and we're not going to see it. And yeah, I, I will always take the field versus one player on that. That's why. Well, if I had to, and I I second guessed my thought on that that prediction because of the fact that. I'm a newfound Western Kentucky offense fan. I love the the coach that came from Houston Baptist. They just chuck it around. Um, yesterday they they won by ten or so, but um, they just reloaded with new offensive talent. In fact, the quarterback that's now there is uh, from around here at St. Augustine High School, so that's pretty cool. really yeah as a now, freshman. So was um, it last year? Didn't they have that Zappy kid or Zappy? Zappy, 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 yeah. He's okay. with the Patriots now, so I think he might be Mac Jones' uh, backup. So, oh, that'd be cool. Mac Jones drops. Uh, you know, if he gets injured, you never know. So, you never know. Uh, yeah. So, me, the w- meaning of me saying that is that Western Kentucky actually had, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Jareth Stearns, the wide receiver mm-hmm. last year, led the league or the nation rather in um, not touchdowns but receptions or yardage or both. So, yeah, you're right about that. The field can easily sneak in there with these. Uh, Group of five uh, schools. So, um, where are we at? We all right, number, I've got number one. I'm Go, down to number to one. But I've got it. number one A and number one B. I think they're both good. Number one A. Notre Dame will play LSU in a bowl game, and they're going to win. They're going to stick it to Mr. Kelly. That's okay. my, that's one of my predictions. It might be the Duke Mayo Bowl. I don't know, Duke's but that's Mayo. what's going to happen. And then number one B. Florida will realize they hired the wrong guy way before bowl season. This poor guy that they've just loaded up that Napier. There's no way he can he's going to do anything for Florida. He he can't put them in any kind of contention. He's been the raging Cajuns coach for the last four years. Yeah. And then they're going to ask him to go lead an SEC team like that. They they got the wrong guy. I, I I'm not a gator hater. I I, I used I to be. I'm not anymore. Uh, I, I I just not. I've spent way too much time in Gainesville. I got I've been to way too many games. And I pay attention to what they're doing, and, and Napier's just the wrong guy for that program. So, yeah, and that's funny you mentioned that. That uh, you know, doing well for Louisiana, whatever I forget what conference they're in. I'm dr- 
I think Sunbelt. I mean, they did go 13 and one last year, and that may be fool's gold that yeah. the uh, athletic department's looking at for uh, Florida. So he may be out of his league, so to speak. No pun intended on that. Um, you know, I, then- I talked to somebody this week, and, and we were talking about the Florida. We were talking about the Florida job, and and it's no longer about who can recruit. Okay, now it's about who can market. And if your team with these NILs, if your team is not going out and strongly getting NIL deals for your quarterbacks, for your running backs, for your wide receivers, they're Mm -hmm. not going there. So it has nothing to do with who the coach is anymore. It's how much money can I get as I walk through the door. And if you look at what Texas is doing, it's, you know, those, those are the teams that are going to the Texases and you watch USC come out of nowhere because they got a lot of boosters, Notre Dame, all those schools that used to be the powerhouses, it's going to shift. And Florida's didn't get the right guy here. Yeah, and, and maybe missed the boat on that uh, hire. But we'll see. We'll see uh, game one. I mean, Utah, and that's going to be uh, something we talk about in the wager section. Um, yep. and, and, again, it's funny that you mentioned the Notre Dame-LSU uh, component of this season. Um, I think, on the other hand, that Notre Dame, with arguably the toughest schedule in the FBS, if you look at who they're playing and w- yeah. where they're playing, will go seven and five and finish outside the top twenty-five with Brian Kelly jumping ship for LSU. I don't think what I don't know much about their new coaches they brought on, but I just see that I, I have a feeling. I have a feeling there's going to be a letdown year with Notre Dame. Um, they've they've had quite a quite a ride with Brian Kelly and during his time there. Um, get into the national championship game, whatever year that was. But, um, yeah, I see the opposite uh, uh, in this case. So, All right. We will talk about it All right, here in just a few minutes. Okay. So that is our, the list segment for this show. Um, now we're going to transition into our college draft, our college fantasy football draft. We've been doing the league for about, you know, just over 10 years probably. And uh, we had our 20 20- – round draft went fairly fast um we start 11 bench nine featuring three quarterbacks which is probably the more fun part of our league i think um so basically i had the number one pick and what what did you end up having i forget what number i picked fourth 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 it's only an eight player team or a league rather so not a lot of uh room for error in uh and drafting eight round or eight players uh teams so I went on a gamble. I could have gone with Caleb Williams, or excuse me, I'm sorry. I could have gone with uh, Young, uh, Bryce Young for Bama, or C.J. Stroud for Ohio State. Those were slam dunks. But I want to root for the, t- the player that I have. I just don't want to feel like rooting for Ohio State and Alabama. I know this is gambling yeah. with the fantasy part of it. I went with Caleb Williams out of USC as the number one pick. Um, it was probably a little bit of a surprise for everybody. And number two and three, you're welcome for dropping those other two guys to you. So um, I would say our first what the F pick of the night went to, uh, I'll say Team X. I think he was uh, Team 7. And round four, choosing Georgia tight end, which is a position that we do not even roster in our league, uh, Brock Bowers. So that was like a surprise to pick. Um, that's caught my eye. What what was something that caught your eye in that draft? You know, the the first thing we've got a gentleman in our league. We'll, we'll just refer to him by his call name, uh, Yellow Gator. Yes, picked Dorian Thompson Robinson for UCLA at at round two. Uh, it oh, was early. pick what eleven? 
and he was a, a 95 to a hundred type player. And I was sitting back and he was in my queue and I was like, okay, I'll get him in around six or seven and we'll be all right. Mm-hmm. And he went 11th and I was like, okay, well that's a, that's a reach. And what was funny is he actually jumped on our, our zoom call that we were having during the podcast or during the um, draft and mm-hmm. got a chance to take a shot at him and actually go and win some money off of him. So I'm, I'm really happy about that. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm going to take him to the deep end and drown him. That's, that's what we're going to happen. That's what's going to happen. He stepped in the deep end without floaties. That's dangerous for those show. So, yeah, I noticed in our draft just real quick, and we won't uh, go too long on this. Like you said, DTR going round two is very early. Um, a couple of quarterbacks went after him round four. He could have had Dylan Gabriel who moved to Oklahoma from us, excuse me, UCF. Yeah. Uh, Grayson McCall coming back from coastal Carolina around seven, uh, Let's see. I'm just going through here. That's probably the two that DJ, you picked up DJ Oogly Googly, which we're going to keep continuing to say his name wrong. I did. And I did it because I wanted another quarterback. And I was thinking that, uh, that he will be taken pretty soon. And what was funny is as soon as the draft was over and I looked at the quarterbacks that I had, I dropped him and picked up uh, Ulysses Bentley. I saw that yeah. because I needed another running back. So yeah, he was, I, he was there. He didn't get drafted how he didn't get drafted. I right. don't know, but, he, but I snatched him once I, once with the draft was over and I'm sure DJ Uglia is still out there on the waiver wire somewhere. <laughs> that's, that's funny how we, we highlighted that particular player on our preview, you in particular. And we totally forgot when it came time to, to draft and nobody, I mean, he was a productive running back for SMU last year. So, and yeah. where is he now? where did he move to? Uh, Ole Miss. Ole Miss. So he's, oh, yeah. that's a good offense to be part of. Yeah. So I, oh, yeah. I was uh, pretty surprised when I saw that pickup. I'm like, I just kicked myself. I mean, that's a good pick. Um, just a couple of quick highlights. I got uh, a few quarterbacks I'm familiar with, you know, obviously Caleb Williams, uh, Tanner Mordecai from SMU had him last year. I picked up the freshman for Western Kentucky, Austin Reed. Had a pretty good first game uh, yesterday. My running backs are the, one of the top running backs last year, Lou Nichols from Central Michigan, Tavian Thomas, Utah, and Mahiban Ibrahim, uh, Minnesota. Um, is, what's the highlights of your draft that you noticed that you want to focus on and plan on starting? You know, I went, I went really running back heavy this year. That's kind of been my – been my stance over the last few years um i got bryce young in a quarterback position i got tagliolova from maryland i got brewer from liberty yeah that's a big Um, move i got cam rising for utah which is gonna i don't know about the the first initial game against uh florida but i know he's gonna do really good in in the pack and then I ended up getting Slovis late, yeah, like round 18, you know, for Pitt. And then when I look at my running backs, I've got Charbonnet from UCLA, Shipley from Clemson. Um, God, I mean, the, the list goes on and on. Um, Small from Tennessee. I, and then I got uh, Jalen Berger from Mississippi, from Michigan State. Michigan State. Yeah, in round nineteen, he was still on the board. So really happy with, uh, and then the, the sneak attack of all sneak attacks, Trey Lon Smith from Arkansas transferred to UTSA. That's got right. him in, in round twenty. I knew he's that name sounded major, familiar. Major points this year, and somehow he dropped to pick one fifty seven. So 
I'm you know, really looking forward to this year. I mean, you know, the last couple the last year was a, a shit show for me, and we're going to bounce back this year. It's a weird draft, I think, uh, on top of not preparing as well as I had in the past, kind of looking at rosters, and um, mm-hmm. it's a lot of player movement, and you kind of, so with so many moving pieces, it's hard to kind of coordinate who's where, so I was caught off guard. I mean, I would say in, after the first third of the draft, the last two thirds, I was kind of reaching for some, but uh, I was taking familiar names, but um, yeah, I think I, I really think that you might have lucked out now that I think about it with Keaton Slovis at Pitt with that offense. If he can do anything near what Kenny Pickett did, um, that's going to be a, a solid pick at, at the 18th round. So nice yeah. little job on the late round pick. Thank you, sir. So um, that kind of highlights our college fantasy draft that's starting this week. And, of course, we're going to have our playoffs again. Uh, once again, this year we took last year off not knowing the status of COVID, so looking forward to ha- crowning a champion uh, through the tournament. Um, let's go through real quick and highlight the biggest games of the year, specifically non-conference. So a few that I found, and you chime in when you want to. Um, I'm going to try to go through the date that it's uh, happening. So uh, September 3rd, Notre Dame at Ohio State. Uh, it's coming up this Saturday at the shoe. Um, any thoughts on that one? I think Ohio State rolls, to be honest. You know, a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, I come out and made a bold prediction that Notre Dame would, would beat Ohio State. You know, I, I love Marcus Freeman, their coach. I've seen a couple of different things on him, and he their players just love him. He is a player's coach. I think they have the the players to compete at Notre Dame. I really do. The question is, will they have the offense? Um, mm-hmm. Will they have the defense? I mean, will they have time to put it together in one season at, at him and the helm? I'm going to say no. Um, I'm going to say no. Uh, Ohio State's going to lay a, a a three touchdown beat down on them. Yeah, I think the spread's 18, and it's been increasing, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I like him uh, by at least three touchdowns. Uh, the next game happens on be on the same weekend coming up. Utah at Florida. It's a very intriguing game. I, I don't recall a West Coast or a high-profile team like this coming into Gainesville early in the season. Uh, normally, Florida just goes the cupcake route like FSU, yeah. you know, the teams we're used to watching around these in the Southeast. Um, so you know, no cupcake for the Gators in game one. This is a top 10 team, uh, probably one or two best team in the Pac-12 um, with an established running game, a good quarterback coming back, and a great defense um, under Kyle Whittingham. Yeah. So uh, I wouldn't mind going to see that if I have nothing to do on Saturday. If I can somehow get a ticket, that'd be great to go down there and see a, a game. I haven't been to a game in years, so um, that, that's that's the second game that I noticed of importance. I'll make some calls and see what I can do for you. I appreciate that. I know you got uh, low names in high places. Is that what it is? Uh, but uh, well, I got I got some folks. I got yeah, some, some folks. folks. I'll see some what Florida I can folks. do. Um, all right. So moving on to the next game, I noticed on September seventeenth. Do you Miami is going into college station at Texas A&M. So first year coach and Oregon transplant Mario Cristobal leads an established Miami offense with the quarterback coming back, Tyler Van Dyke against the Texas A&M team with a great defense, but not quite sure. I don't think on who they've chosen as quarterback. I think there's like three players in contention, including 
the LSU transfer, Max Johnson. It's not Max um, Johnson. They come out it? and they, uh, not him. Okay. Um, so there's they, a. It's, I believe it's Wegman. I believe it's Wegman. Miami's just getting on a plane to go get an ass whooping. That's all that is. <laughs> yeah. Um, th- they could just take the L and not not say you know save everybody the travel, all that good stuff because Miami's going for an ass whooping. I really believe that one. If I had to handicap that at this point where it is being played, I would probably say Texas A&M minus 16. I say I was going to say 13. Yeah. I was going to say 13. A weird number in double digits, I think. Yeah. Um so yeah, that's the that's the game that um in September 17th that I like. Um November 5th jumping ahead, Clemson at Notre Dame. Now just because I think Notre Dame is not going to have the year um, that they have in prior years with uh, Brian Kelly, you know, the Irish pulled off the upset in South Bend two years ago when Trevor was out and DJ came in and uh, Clemson then got revenge in the ACC title game, beating the Irish. So any thoughts on this game? Do you, I mean, I'm assuming you think Clemson is going to be back. I, I'm putting Clemson on upset alert. Um, I think Notre Dame will have time to figure it out by then. Wow. Uh, okay. I, I'm, I will be really concerned if I was a Clemson fan about their defense mm-hmm. because their good defensive coach just left. Um, yeah. but they are, they are losing a lot of players to the draft. And unfortunately they are not reloading like some of the other, other teams are Their right. Their recruiting has been off the last, I'll say two years hmm. and they haven't had those big recruiting classes. So this could be a, a down year for Clemson. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see the defense, uh, change in philosophy. If it even changes with, uh, Venables Laban. Um, yeah. The strangest matchup that I noticed, and I don't I mean strange as in I'm just not used to seeing two teams of this from different conferences playing, October 15th, Arkansas is going to Provo to play BYU. So a solid Arkansas defense comes into an always potent BYU offense. So that might be an interesting game to watch in the uh, middle of October. Yeah, that's that's going to be uh, Arkansas is flying to give an ass whipping on that one. Yes. You know, anytime that the SEC plays teams out of conference, you almost have to put money on the, the yeah. SEC team. You just do. I hate to say it, but you do. Any other games of note that you caught that uh, you noticed that are out of conference that you want to mention before we move on? I'm, I'm really looking forward, forward to um, Penn State playing Alabama for the national title. I'm really looking forward wow. to that. Um, kind of, I've, I've kind of got that in penciled in on my calendar, so we'll we'll see how that works. Yeah. Hey man, make a wish for Osho. It's so August twenty eighth. <laughs> if I can't dream now, when can I? You might as well. Uh, let's move into our most fun part of the show. Who you got? So it's going to be our wagering segment. Um, as a reminder, each of us is allotted with a thousand dollar fake bankroll before the season starts. The one of us with the largest remaining balance at the end of the season takes the other ones. $20 bill. Uh, of course, rebuys are welcome, which I've been uh, one to do in the past, unfortunately. Um, we will place wagers on, we're going to do a little bit more this year. So this year we're going to do five different games, a money line, excuse me, a college money law. Let me get it right. Money line underdog, a pick with a spread, a parlay, a teaser. And then when NFL gets started, we'll do an NFL money long money line underdog only so no easy picks with the uh, you know, whoever over the Jags you pick straight up uh, so yeah. it has to be an underdog so that's going to look cool uh, I think we're going to start on that week two if I'm not mistaken so yeah um, for now 
because the Osho was the winner last year, I'm going to give you honors in going first in your choices for this week one. Now, this is my favorite part of the show. I mean, being a two-year-in-a-row champion, it, it just Here feels it so good. You know, I'm not going to give an acceptance speech because that's way too long, and we don't have enough time for that. But the listeners, you know, the ones that who, who've listened in Germany and the ones who've listened in Wisconsin and all Minneapolis and all around the great world know that when I'm speaking, you need to start listening because I, this right. is where the free money's at, right? So – we're going to run right out of the shoot, and we're going to put 220 to win 200 on Duke, minus seven. Wow. Okay. Uh, Duke, Duke's due. They are really they are really due. Um, they're an ACC team. They play just – they played really good defense. I, I see them getting better and better each year, and they're playing a lowly Temple team who's lost just about everything. So we are going to take Duke right out of the shoot, minus seven. Okay. We're going to put 440 to win 300 on Penn State straight up. Just straight up money line. I don't want a three and a half. Just give it to me. Give it to me. We're going to take it. They're going to put a beat down on Purdue. There is no way that Penn State, who opened the season last year 5-0, and is going to lose to Purdue opening day. And let me mention, and I want to make sure I'm looking at this spread right, it is at Purdue, obviously, and it's – Penn yes. State minus three and a half, but you yes. don't care about that. Okay, I want to make sure I'm I, I, looking. At I'm this giving right. you. I'm I'm giving up the points. Okay, got I'm it. Giving up the points. And now, are can, we going to do side bets after we go through each of our sides of the wagers? Yeah, I think I think we should. Okay, we cool. should. All right, proceed, winner. All right, so we're going to put 110 to win 280 on a parlay. We're taking Penn State minus three, and we're taking Liberty minus three and a half. I want me some Liberty. Jumping Liberty, on Liberty right out of the shoot. Love it. And we will post this on Twitter for everyone to see. Yes. So lastly, I'm going to take 110 to win 198 on a teaser. I'm giving. I'm taking six points. I want Arkansas straight up. I want Notre Dame plus 23 and a half. And I want LSU plus three over FSU. FSU okay. is going to take a beat down in that game. I, it, again, ACC versus SEC. I'm taking this. I'm giving the six points. I'm grabbing them, and uh, we're going to win us 198 on that little ditty. You, sir, okay. what do you have? How are you going to come out of the shoot this year? All right. So I've been very aggressive in the past. I think that's my definition of aggressive. And I see you're being ultimately uh, extra aggressive. I mean, you're wagering on the first week 880. If I'm counting that up of your thousand. Yeah. So yeah, worst case scenario, I'm prepared to rebuy. I'm prepared to rebuy. I see right that. So what are we what are we playing for? What's the dollar amount this year? I mean, I say we go with twenty. If you want to rebuy, it's twenty more. You get a thousand more dollars, but you've got to get that thousand dollars more for the old, for the final tally. So I, I say yeah. we still do twenty. That's fine. I'm good with that. So I'm going to go small potatoes here, and I'm going to because I'm not too sure about where teams are and what I think of them, and you know, based on what I see on the scoreboards uh, i'm gonna just do small amounts this is kind of embarrassing now seeing yours but better off to be safe than sorry so we're gonna start with the florida game i really like utah so i'm gonna take minus two and a half even if it's at the swamp uh twenty dollars to win seventeen dollars and 39 cents okay the next game this is where side bets are going to come into play purdue give me the money line plus 140 so twenty-five dollars to win thirty-five versus Penn State at Purdue. 
Uh, the next pick, I've got LSU minus three, Ohio State minus 18. I'm going to parlay those 15 to win 39-67. And finally, I'm going to tease six points. I like Arkansas to be teased down to pick them at home. And Pitt minus one at home, uh, teased from seven. That's $20 to win 1905. So I'm spending a whopping, what, 45, 60, $85 to your 880. So it's going to be a big week uh, coming up here to start things off uh, if you do well. So, so let me ask you this. So, what are you yes, going to sir. do if you do well? If if I if I just knock it out of the park, what, what game's over, right? Not necessarily. Well, not not necessarily. I've just got to bet aggressively from this. But you're you're okay. You're you're uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You're uh, you're planting your seed. You're planting your foot and showing us in the the contest <laughs> who's the the alpha and where it's going this season. So we'll see. But um, I, I'm gonna go ahead and throw out a side bet for you. I'm, I'm all over Purdue. I don't have. I'll be honest, America, the world. I have no idea what Purdue's got going for them, but I do know that someone on this podcast with me loves Penn State, and I just want to shit in his cereal. So uh, I'll take the minus three and a half if you want, or plus three and a half rather, if you want to take your Nittany Lions. I mean, first, Nate, let's let's talk cash. How much how much money are we talking here? We're going to do small potatoes. I mean, we're going to do $5. I, I'm, I'm satisfied with okay. $5 bets because it could be okay. it could be more. I mean, we could do one, two, three. If it gets in our conversations during our wagers each week, there's no saying that we can only have to do one wager. So I bet Saturday. So okay, I, I'm settling for just a $5 wager at this point. I, 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 will, I will go three. You, so you're not you're not confident with three and a half. I don't I don't like the hook. Uh, you know that. I, I, do. I don't I don't I dance do. with the hook. All right, so I will take your plus three. So we'll right. put it on the board. Side All bet right. Saturday. I'm gonna let you handle that on your end. All right. Plus three. Anything else catch your eye from? Uh, from you know what I've mentioned. A lot of these. You know, something tells me that. I tell you what, since you're taking Purdue and you're doing that, I, I know that you're doing that out of the goodness of your heart. In spite. Yeah. I you know what? I'll take Notre Dame. I'll I'll give you your five wow. back with Notre Dame. Because I'm so, gonna and I'll I'll tell you the reasoning behind that. All right. I just want some extra added incentive to root for Notre Dame over Ohio State. I, nothing would make me happier right. than to see Penn State put up fifty six on Purdue. And give up seven, and for Ohio State to lose the first game of the season, uh, nothing would make me happier. I don't think well, in, in football. Prepare to be unhappy on Saturday. That's I, I, no no offense. That's not going to happen. But I'll be glad to take your your wager. Um, so let's put that on the board too. So again, it's uh, Cox with Ohio State. We're taking minus eighteen. Is that where it's at? Yeah, we'll just okay, go so minus eighteen. Minus eighteen, Odell, the O Show with. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish plus eighteen at the shoe, so that's five bucks on that. Yeah. Um, nothing else. I mean, we're kind of online with most, except for the Penn State one. I don't know much about yeah. Duke, so I think I'm good right there. I will tell you this: uh, when it comes to, to gambling and betting, if you are a gambler and a better, you need to put a lot of money on LSU. Hmm. I mean, what do you say? LSU. That? What makes you confident in saying that? Because they're playing Florida State. 
Oh, you're talking about just this week, not in general. Yeah, yeah, season yeah. I'm talking about just just this week. That one jumped out at me as one I'm going to put some some serious bank on. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I I saw a little bit of FSU playing mm-hmm. Duquesne State University of Christian Appleton College. Duquesne. And um, again, it's it's LSU versus FSU. Right. SEC versus ACC all day long. I'm, I was I'm taking a- LSU. So I was so surprised to see. I wonder if – do you know if the number was at a, around three before FSU won yesterday? Because I didn't see that. I, I don't think I looked at the spreads until – I I looked at – I scrolled through some of them a couple of weeks ago, and right. I didn't even see this game on there because they're playing it on Sunday. Let me see something. This is a Sunday game, not a Saturday. Yeah. And it, you know, I just – I don't see any movement um, looking at this one particular app and it's been at minus three opening and current. So something the desert knows something about the Seminoles that we don't know, or they know something about LSU that we don't know. So, yeah, I'm I'm still, I'm going to fight the desert on this one. Yep. I I will. And you know what? The desert's going to kick our ass. So Mm, Um, that uh, once again, we are going to post this on our Twitter handle, giving the points spelled out. So please follow us on, the Twitter machine, and we will throw it up there along with our list each podcast we do. Um, so that's it on the gambling front, I believe. Um, is there anything else you want to add at this point? No, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy with where I sit. All right. Well, throw me a good old fucktard before we part ways for this show. You know, this this week's really hard. and I, I had a list of about 17,000 people that could be a fucktard this week. Right. But I'm going to take a knee. I'm, I'm going to take a. I'm going to take a knee and bow to the college football gods. Okay. We're not going to upset them prior to week one. Um, we, we need some good mojo. We need some good, good karma, some, some good juice, and some good karma out there. And huh. we're going to put a, a big hug around the world and say thank you for all that you do. And we're going to let uh, sleeping dogs lie this week until after we see Penn State uh, pull out a victory. Now, if Penn okay. State loses. The gloves are coming off. All hell's breaking <laughs> loose. All hell's breaking <laughs> loose. Um, but we're we're gonna we're gonna bow to the gods and take a knee. So all right, that's what we're gonna say this week about the fucked art. All right. Well, we thank you again for listening, and if you're viewing, viewing us as well. And uh, for Jason Oshodell, I am Jeff Cox. Wishing you much luck in your wagering endeavors, and as always, good luck, good boxing. Please don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Giving the Points. Again, that's Giving the Points spelled out on Twitter. And please rate and review the show on the Apple Podcast app if you have time. And as always, we thank you for listening to two middle-aged idiots talk about absolute childish topics.